0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
1: From the Headstuff Podcast Network, welcome to the world according to Wikipedia, the podcast that explores the weird, wonderful and baffling world of Wikipedia, the people who write it and what makes them tick, with me Fanula and me Rebecca.
2: In this episode, we have something a bit different.
1: Yes, we figure that a change is as good as a rest or something. I'm, I am I, don't know. Yeah, exactly.
2: So in this episode, we will hear from a variety of participants in the Wikimedia Summit as they share their experiences of one of the, f- the first very large scale international meetups of the Wikimedia movement since 2019. Try to say that quickly three times. <laughs> that's That's not. But how was it? Because you went over. It was it was wonderful to see so many new and very familiar faces and to once again meet in person, though I will say it was a very packed three days with a lot of big and important conversations to be had. So there was a lot of talk of elephants in the room, of eating frogs and other similar metaphors of how to break down something really big and complex and probably a little bit painful into less painful small
1: steps. Eating the frogs. What? I mean I understand how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. time. Yeah. Eating the frogs, like Eating what? the Frog eating the frog is it's a it's an organizational
2: thing where you do your the thing that you really don't want to do first. Okay. So if you have a to do list and there's one really horrible thing on it, so you eat the frog first thing and then okay. the rest of the day.
1: Okay. Unless, it's a, unless, yeah, unless it's a poisonous frog. And then yeah, <laughs> and then you might die. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> but interesting. Okay, interesting. So uh, what kind of stuff did you discuss there? Is, or can you talk about it? Is it uh, top secret?
2: We can talk about it. Um, like a lot of things, Wikimedia, it's, it's highly transparent. So it's all around the Wikimedia strategy. So it's this big uh, movement strategy that we've been working on. We started in 2015 the work really began in 2017. It was this idea of what will Wikimedia look like in 2030? So lots of things around kind of capacity building. So how do we get capacity into areas of the world where previously not a lot of people interacted with Wikimedia projects? Lots of things around equity. um, So knowledge equity, but also fiscal equity coming up with ideas of like a global council to inform the work of the Wikimedia movement and who would those be those people be and where would they come from. So it's all these ideas around um how do we make the movement more representative of the entire world, but also how do we get the resources into the hands of people need it? Um what kind of structures will that need? How will we go about kind of governance? It's all these really kind of knotty, complicated yeah. Ideas which people are starting to implement. They're coming up with ideas. In particular, I've been working on a project called the Capacity Exchange, which is this idea of peer to peer learning. So, how do you actually get people connected uh, in a meaningful way? So, they find the people that they really need to talk to. But there's another simultaneous project, which is more kind of in person mentoring, which is called, well, not in person, but more kind of talkative mentoring, which is Let's Connect. And how do those two projects then talk to each other? So, yeah. So, they're, you know, implemented, we're in the implementation phase. And it means that we have things like the Universal Code of Conduct, which is being ratified slowly, which is this idea of kind of safety within the community in a very kind of global sense, as opposed to just on wiki or on a specific project. So, yeah, it's all these kind of really big ideas that we came up with. And now how do you break down the big ideas into manageable bits? So so the metaphor that Mariana Eskander started the, uh, so our, our executive director started it with, was the idea of the, you know, like five blind men encounter an elephant and each of them is touching a different part of it so they're describing yes. five very disparate things uh so in different versions of the of the parable either they fight amongst you know and, and you know have to be kind of broken apart because they can't come to a consensus or they build a consensus based on reporting what part of the elephant they're they're touching or feeling at yeah. that time yeah yeah interesting so there was a lot of elephant talk <laughs>
1: And you got to meet the the director, yes,
2: I did, and we took a selfie together oh, um, on her phone, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so hello, director of Wikimedia. Uh, yes, apparently this is the open
2: invitation. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. come on to the show. We we we'd love Rebecca to interview you. Um, yeah, sounds very. And then you went elsewhere after that. I did indeed.
2: So from Berlin, um, where the Wikimedia Summit took place, I travelled to Prague where we had um, a meetup of GLAM coordinators from across Europe. So this was kind of a self-funded event that we all went to. So those who are involved in GLAM, so galleries, libraries, archives, museums, work within their chapter, country, thematic area, whatever it is. And we come together and talk about what's worked, what hasn't worked, what projects we have planned, um, that sort of thing. And we did have uh, a keynote from Wikimedia Ukraine, Talking about kind of you know the danger that their heritage has been under and the kind of work that they've been trying to do since um the invasion, yeah. um so we had um Anna in person and Anton gave that um keynote but we also had um uh, Mike Dickinson from um, New Zealand who's over traveling so he was a uh, he's involved in a lot of very interesting projects over there and hopefully will also be a future guest oh. along with perhaps um Anton or Anna uh, from. From Ukraine as well, so they, you know, they were talking about really, you know, kind of fundamental things around kind of safety and looking after the community, and um, and a really interesting thing that came out of their discussions was, even though obviously their parts of their country being an active, you know, war zone, people aren't necessarily editing Wikipedia, but it has been really important for the community to stay in contact with each other for their mental yes. health, for their well-being, yes. to actually. Feel that you know people are still out there, and and they have a community that they can connect with, remain a part yeah. of. Which I think was a really powerful thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you you don't want to think about. If you know, what I mean? like you know, but it is important. Yeah, community is important. Where wherever your community is found, like it is, in particular at the moment when there is like a war happening in your own country, I can imagine that it is necessary to keep hold of your your friends. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly, wherever you find them, and, have, and find solace in that. Um, so that was a really powerful uh, few days that we got to spend in in Prague, talking about also all the other problems that we encounter around financing and community yeah. engagement, and how do we work with partners, and lovely things like how to explain to people that the you know how, how a Creative Commons license works, and uh, when something comes into the public domain, all that
1: fun stuff just that we do. Point them in the direction of our episode on. Like you know, we've done it. We've done it. We just like, yeah, yeah. It's there, people. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, excellent. Um, it sounds like it was an intense uh, week and a bit there for you. Yeah, you- yeah. I will. I will. So we did get a in Prague. We got
2: um, a cultural visit mm-hmm. to like the National Libraries site, which now the Clement Clementinum uh, is the name okay. of the. So it was an old Jesuit complex and there's a tower through which they used to do astronomical and um, other observations yes. in particular like the the noon you know they had yeah. like a, a specific setup for, for tracking noon at particular times of the day or particular times of the year um, so there was a rather rickety stairs <laughs> which then kind of developed into more like a ladder <laughs> as we went further and further <laughs> up and you could it's an amazing view of Prague but I have to say if somebody had shown me <laughs> what the staircase looked like you would not have <laughs> gone up before I had gone up, I would not have gone up. I was the last person down with the tour guide because like, I do not need an audience for this.
1: <laughs> not my good to woman. know because I, I do plan on going to Prague next year. But you did see the the a celebrity in Prague, obviously. Yes. I did. Yeah. I did I saw the child of Prague. Child of Prague is very important to the Irish people. Uh, I don't quite know. Yeah.
2: I don't know why either. I don't know um, why. It just appears that I think like a few bishops in the eighteenth nineteenth century went. Here's a devotional object, you know, <laughs> and we <we're> devoted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that in the Sacred Heart. Like they seem specific to Ireland, but they're not in a, in another way.
1: Yeah, I find it so. What I particularly and again to any of our listeners who aren't from Ireland or aren't aware of the Child of Prague, the the belief in ireland is strangely non-catholic i think it is very much like we need to find something that will control the weather and this child will do so we'll bury it upside down in the garden and we'll have good weather for our wedding it's a weird thing <laughs> not
2: not all people believe that you have to bury it upside down okay. some people think you just place it in the garden you just place and it. Okay. specifically it will give you good weather on your wedding day yes is the very specific belief, and I will say now that I did not do it, and it did rain on my wedding day. So,
1: but you also got married in January.
2: Yes. Fair. So, yeah. Um, it's not the only thing that we bury. We also do it when we're when you're trying to have a house sale. I think you bury uh, Saint Joseph.
1: Yeah,
2: it's it's very magical thinking, but like, yeah. <laughs> and also, if the head falls off, you know, if it, it gets broken accidentally, then that's good luck. But if you yeah. purposely break so it. Break it. That's not good look yeah, um, there,
1: there's a wonderful video doing the rounds on the internet at the moment uh, which we will link to in the show notes of the, a chicken and a child of Prague that's all I
2: can say something started a really bad joke a chicken and a child of Prague walk into a bar yeah. <laughs>
3: <sighs> my first poem went viral January last I wrote a book and now I host a podcast. I'll have guests, we'll laugh and we'll moan and we'll realise that everybody's a poem. Hello, I'm Jan Brayton. I'm a mom, a fashion stylist, a perpetual sweary person and an accidental poet. In the thick of lockdown, I wrote a poem. What day is it? Who gives a fuck? I'd never written a poem before, but once I started writing, I couldn't stop I'd love you to join me each fortnight for my podcast, Everybody is a Poem, where I'll read some poems and I'll chat with guests who inspire me. Everybody is a Poem with me, Jan Brayton, coming soon to the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: So while we are mixing things up a little bit this episode, Uh, One thing that isn't changing is me asking you, what's this episode rule? This episode, we're going to talk about having a clean start. Are you breaking up with me?
2: (laughs) I don't think I could cope (laughs) if you were breaking up with me. What, mid-season? That'd be so inconsiderate, wouldn't it? Um, I'm not. But Wikipedians can.
1: By starting a new user account, that is. (laughs) Ah, when they want to run away from their responsibilities and previous edits. Pretty much,
2: I mean, it allows those who want to have a fresh start to move away from old topic areas, disputes, or or otherwise start over with a clean slate. However, it is not a license to create sock sock puppets. So, if you've been an abusive, vandal, you know, vandalizing or you know, harassing other editors, you don't necessarily get it. you don't get to have this clean start. And in general, editors will acknowledge their old account on their new account page. Other, you know, unless there has been. History of them being targeted mm-hmm. uh, for harassment. Then you know, with with admins and things like that, and other support, then they might create a, a new a new account completely independent. But it's basically it's not a license to having annoyed people in one topic area to then go off and annoy people in another topic area by being disruptive and otherwise you know harassing or okay. not being there to build an encyclopedia. But especially if you think about the longevity of Wikipedia, yes. you know you could have started editing as a thirteen-year-old. In the two thousands, and now actually, you'd quite like to maybe start again as an adult, and I think that has happened for a number of people. They've said, "Okay, that was then; this is now."
1: Yeah, I mean, I I will say that my username across the internet was chosen when I was seventeen, and if I were to choose it again, possibly I wouldn't. I mean, I'm happy with it. It's, but I can't change. If you know what I mean, that's how. That's who I am on the internet. And and I can see that if you were like 13 and editing on Wikipedia, you might have chosen a username or, yeah, topics of consideration that you were an expert in then, but are no longer an expert because you're old, uh, an oh. elder Z or an uh, elder millennial. <laughs>
2: an elder millennial, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, interest change, but equally um, you know you might have just engaged in some behavior that you're like actually that's not representative of me anymore so we're going to yeah yeah move away at this point um yeah and you will see sometimes especially kind of you know as you start to look at people you know if you're looking at the history of of articles and you notice kind of usernames popping up in a particular topic area you might notice that they'll have have a bit of a breakdown of their editing history over time and you might notice that they, you know, previously up until 2013 I edited under this username and this is my new account.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, it's
2: it's quite normal um especially on English language and some of the the longer the longer wikipedia projects. We are now going to hear from a variety of participants from the Wikimedia Summit 2022.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Shani Evanstein sigalov I'm a Wikimedian from Israel and the Vice Chair of the Board of Trustees. I'm here at the Wikimedia Summit, and I wanted to share how awesome it is to meet all these wonderful friends and people from all over the world again after three years. It's been really exciting to talk strategy and to actually rethink how we're innovating, especially during a strategic uh, process, especially around hubs and around technology and videos, exciting times and looking forward to continued collaboration across the movement.
3: Hello, I'm Natasha. I am a French person from uh, Geneva, participating to the Wikimedia Summit, which is the annual gathering of leaders of the Wikimedia movement throughout the world. It's a time that we use to network, to keep up with strategy elephants that we've been designing since 2017, I think. And uh, I'm here representing Les 100 uh, as a director. Uh, Les pages is a group that I founded in 2016, which is tackling the gender gap and diversity issues on the francophone Wikipedia. So uh, that's it for me.
4: (laughs) Hi, I'm Emmanuel, Emmanuel Yabua from Ghana. I belong to the Global Open Initiative Foundation, Affiliate Body, and um, I'm here in the summit the Wikimedia summits um, on behalf of the West African Research um, Hubs team and um, one of the things that stood out for me um, in this summit was a conversation with um, a person talking about languages on Wikipedia and um, we were just thinking if languages just in texts are sustainable for preserving languages in the future, because we can't really tell how people would be able to read texts. After many years,
1: um,
4: probably if these languages are documented in audios in addition to the texts and maybe videos, Maybe people could hear them and maybe know how some words have been, some words have been pronounced, and maybe that would be a sustainable step. Maybe that's not the resolution, but maybe a sustainable step to maybe preserving our languages for the future. That was an interesting conversation.
5: Hola, mi nombre es Iván y
2: soy voluntario en Wikimedia México. Una de las cosas más eh, valiosas para mí de la Wikimedia Summit es haber conectado de nuevo con las personas, haberles visto cara a cara después de tanto tiempo y sobre todo la emoción de saber que seguiremos juntas para colaborar y seguir haciendo proyectos muy lindos y muy buenos.
4: Okay, so Claudia Șerbănuță, I'm the, from the user group uh, Romania and Moldova Wikimedia and um What I really enjoyed about this uh, event is the fact that um, I learned at one point that for the future to happen, uh, we actually need to believe that we can create it. And in order for us to believe that we can create it, we need to start planning it and plan some strategies. And I feel like this wonderful group of volunteers and professionals that gathered together um, for three days in wonderful Berlin uh, did just that, um, to put their, uh, experience to work in thinking about how they can better create this open knowledge world that, um, it's so much needed.
0: So wonderful experience, recommended. <laughs> Hi, so my name is Caroline Ball. Um, I am a trustee of Wikimedia UK. Um, this is my first um, first Wikimedia conference of any description, really. So I've never been to Wikimania, I've never been to Wiki Summits before, so this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I think my kind of main takeaway really is the, the diversity of the conference. Um, a lot of the conferences that I have been to um, are very much kind of national ones. So coming somewhere where, you know, there's only really a handful of people from the same place as me and then everyone is from around the world has been so amazing because it's been so interesting to see how so many people from so many different cultures and so many different regions all view the same thing um you know the wikimedia movement and that has been absolutely amazing um on a personal level being from the uk it's nice to still be a part of something Um, that is amazing um, because I feel like in in my country at the moment particularly I feel like we're kind of edging further and further away from everyone and that's not something I'm really on board with Um, but it's just been so like inclusive and welcoming and wonderful and I feel like the people I've met here there are definitely people who I really feel like are friends now and I think that is the really what the heart of the Wikimedia movement is about is connecting people and making us all come together in this kind of shared endeavour and so for me that's just been absolutely amazing
3: Hello, I'm Jan Aynaly, and I'm representing Wikimedians for Sustainable Development at the Wikimedia Summit. We are interested in learning about and developing the thoughts about thematic hubs, and we're also quite interested in how we can use sustainable development goals as a framework for topics for impact.
1: السلام عليكم معكم anas من wikimedia المغرب جيت لهاد المؤتمر هذا في المانيا وتلاقيت مع the ديال الناس من بزاف ديال وهضرنا على الحوايج اللي كنخدموا عليهم في كل بلاصه خاصه اللجنه اللي كان خدم فيها انا اللي هي لجنه ديال الكتابه ديال الميثاق ديال حركه ويكيميديا شكرا لكم بزاف ونتمنى انكم تكونوا كلكم على خير
5: yeah, so uh, I'm on Wikimedia Summit as a kind of representative of capacity exchange project um, which is a kind of exceptionally uh, um, a way for me to be here because uh, in my region there are no affiliates so I could not represent anyone uh, in a classical way as, as a national language whatever uh, a representation and I'm here for the first time not only to Wikimedia Summit but to any Wikimedia events because I never officially took part in anything as I joined just before pandemic. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic over meeting people I was talking too much on Zoom and too little in person. And yeah, hopefully having more tangible uh, outputs later now that we got a little bit more closer and more insightful uh, of each other's work.
1: Were you in a pub? (laughs) Hey, look,
2: I recorded. I I specifically didn't bring people into a quiet room because I wanted the kind of the atmosphere. Background buzz. But to be fair, you know, obviously I only recorded during the break times when everybody was having their lunch or their their uh, break time food, which was fantastic. It was default vegetarian food, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kosher and vegan and everything else. It was great cakes. There was a, an unlimited supply of very hipster uh, soft drinks, which we all approved of greatly. <laughs> um, but yes, there was a general buzz uh to the place and i kind of wanted to capture a little bit of that you know
1: yeah no it's a good vibe it was a good vibe there was a few short clips um i sort of like to get the vibe of that conference uh if there was two of them in there who which were not in the english language so we're going to hopefully have the transcripts of those available either in the show notes or uh, on our sort of socials after the fact um but very interesting to hear from all manner of people who were there it sounds like there was a good diverse crowd
2: yeah yeah, I think there was there was over, I don't know the exact number of participants, but yes, I mean, there was a huge push to make it far more representative. So there was a lot more people from um, Africa, um, sub, uh, particularly Sub-Saharan Africa, Asia and South America to ensure that, you know, when we are talking about these really important conversations around diversity and better representation, that it's not just, you know, the same old people talking about it. And not actually inviting new people in. Um, So the likes of Emmanuel, that you heard from, uh, is one of those people who's doing fantastic work in Ghana. And yes, it's Ivan and Anas, who are both also very highly involved in some very important work in the Wikimedia movement, uh, who spoke in their own languages, just to be able to have kind of… also to to show you that we are not all English speakers all the time, uh, and so that they could actually speak in their own tongue, which is fantastic. So yeah, two very familiar. Fa- there were two familiar faces, and then Caroline and Claudia. I've gotten to know more recently, so it was wonderful to have that that diversity as well.
1: While you were away, uh, having all of this wiki sort of interactions, fantasticness. A very uh, unexpected thing happened. A ninety six year old woman died peacefully at home.
2: Surrounded by her family.
1: Which led to some interesting things going on on the internet. Uh, so uh, Elizabeth Windsor, the former queen, when well, she died, she was queen, then she died, so she's no longer queen of England, um, uh, died. and But there was a period between her death being officially announced and several hours earlier when it was noticed that her death was probably going to be announced. What happened on Wikipedia in that intervening kind of time? Because it was kind of interesting. There was a few uh, things going on, uh, a few Twitter threads about it and, and stuff like that. It was kind of interesting. I thought we should cover it.
2: So yes, I, I got on a flight to Berlin. Um, and by the time I landed, the, the news had been announced. Um, that And what happens so specifically on, on English language Wikipedia more so than other languages, is that there are editors that are I suppose, keen to be the person that changes all of the is to was um, and to insert the death date. And that's the flurry of activity that happened. So obviously in that lead sentence, you know, Queen Elizabeth II is the reigning monarch of such and such uh, and changing that to a was and putting in the, the date of death. So there will be people kind of hovering around waiting for that to happen. Not in kind of a morbid way, kind of almost in a due diligence sort of way. Mm-hmm. but what you'll notice and what what happened with that particular article is when there's speculation about somebody um so as you said when there's kind of this gray area when there's kind of it looks as if this is the imminent no, you know information that's going to appear and what actually happens mm-hmm. on the wikipedia article is that we have a specific maintenance tag for um kind of current events for for an right. unfolding event and that's what happened with her article so a little maintenance tag turned up to say uh, you know, the subject of this article is, you know, the the news around it is still unfolding. You know, please do not put any speculation or, you know, kind of gossip basically into the article. And specifically around perhaps, you know, exact time and date of her death, the circumstances of it. And in this case, some of the kind of six elements around it. Um, mm-hmm. So that would have been all kind of, you know, unsubstantiated up until a point. So what you'll find is with celebrity or kind of high profile deaths is quite often... For a period of time after that person has died, it'll just say such and such died on this date here. And it won't say anything else because everything else probably will be speculative until there is, you know, an official statement. Yeah. Same thing happens with royal birds, births and things like that. Royal birds. Royal okay. births.
1: <laughs> royal birds. There's <laughs> this whole article. She, that she was, that she was <laughs> unfolding news in the in the aviary.
2: <laughs> she was an old royal bird, uh, for some people. Mm-hmm. Um you know, births are a similar thing. I remember yeah. some, uh, somebody I know, Liam Wyatt, when Liam and Kate's first pregnancy was announced, or I think second pregnancy was announced, he started an article kind of, you know, the potential like prince or princess, such and such, or, you know, and the name of that got changed back and forth several times as the pregnancy developed. Uh, and then once, okay. the, and then it, it now redirects to Princess Charlotte. So how editors kind of interact with these things shows the kind of, I suppose, the malleable or, or mutable nature of these topics. Yes.
1: Um, I do find that I tend to go to Wikipedia to find out if somebody is alive or dead, if you know. Oh, what yeah. I and then so, sometimes they're surprising. It's like, X person has died, and you're like going, I thought they died like 10 years ago. What do you mean they just died yesterday? I don't like know. Like your man from
2: The Sound of Music. And I was like, put that down in list of people I yeah. thought died a long time ago.
1: It's just, a, yeah, it's strange. So, uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting because I know we'd wanted to cover death a little bit on the podcast for a while and it seemed like a a, a, an apt time to do so
2: well there was quite a and it still does exist for some articles there was quite a controversial project called wiki project death and the reason that people kind of objected to it was quite often that project would appear on the talk pages just after somebody had passed away or somebody had died And people objected to that because they were like, you know, for the relatives or people who knew that person, that's that's not a nice thing to see necessarily. Now, the project still does exist for, there's lots of articles that are related to death, uh, you know, for like cemeteries and wakes and for all the other funerary things that people do, you know, that, that all makes sense. But it kind of felt it was a bit, a bit heartless in some ways to put wiki project death. And some of these things. Um, so I suppose Wikipedia sensitivities. now that Wikipedia, as you say, is the place where people go for this information and it floats to the top of people, yes. really we have to have better due diligence about how we treat the subjects and those who knew, knew them as well and to be sensitive to that.
1: Who is this
2: episode's hero? This episode, we are going to celebrate the work of the Italian language group Wikidane alongside Europlanet Society with Women in Red, 500 women scientists, Wikimurgers, Wikimedia Belgium and Wikimedia Espania.
1: It sounds a lot and also sounds intriguing. It is. So
2: there was an edit-a-thon that happened um, just actually in the last two weeks and it is the third edition of this planetary wiki editathon, which took place during the Europlanet Society conference, which actually took place in person this year in Granada. And the event encouraged Wikipedians to create particularly biographies of women planetary scientists, but
1: also related articles and had some fantastic results. Wow. We a planetary wiki. Edith-a-thon. Jesus, it's hard to say that. Sounds incredibly cool.
2: <laughs> it does. So because it took place in Granada, there, you know, they were able to have an in-person edit-a-thon. and specifically, a very impressive seventy-one articles were translated by the Basque community alone.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, but you know, so.
2: Women in Red it tends to be English. Uh, 500 Women Scientists is primarily English, but also works across other languages. Uh, Wikimedia is um, similar to Women in Red, but in Spanish. Um, obviously Wikimedia Belgium works in a number of languages and Wikimedia España mm-hmm. being, I suppose, the host, the host country for that alongside yes. uh, the Basque Wikimedians. So yeah, some absolutely fantastic work done there. Um, we'll have to add the little Irish column yeah. next year, hopefully.
1: Very good. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I'm suitably impressed.
2: So again, we'll have the links to the the fantastic work that they have done. Uh, And I'd like to thank once again, Wikipedia Weekly Facebook group for surfacing this story to me Uh, and Camilla from Wikimedia Donne, from Wiki uh, for posting about it so that I could find out.
1: Well done, everybody. That was The World According to Wikipedia. Join us again in two weeks. You can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. Follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. Thanks to Patricia O'Flaherty for our artwork and Headstuff for production assistance. Go to headstuffpodcast.com for show notes and more information and to support the Headstuff Plus network. You can find me online at Ickle underscore Tato or at Ickl Tato in most of the socially places. You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter at Restless Curator.
2: But now I'm wondering should I change all of my handles to be smirky back?
1: Like it's a known thing that chicken thing I did not know that chicken thing is a known thing but it's a known thing
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios
3: Dublin Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com